When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TC Live on a Friday night in Cincinnati. We are presented by our friends at Cadillac. It's down to the final four men and women at the Western and Southern Open. Championship weekend awaits in the Midwest. Here's what's coming up on the show. After taking the title in D.C. and moving into the Cincinnati semis, is Coco building for a career breakthrough in New York City? Plus, while Iga clearly reigns above the game, she wasn't too clear on some of the rules after today's victory. And another escape from Alcaraz. Carlitos forced to go the distance for his third straight match before finding a way to advance to the Final Four. It is an early show tonight. Welcome into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Chanda Rubin, the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick over on the big screen. What a work for Novak Djokovic. Just 60 minutes takes care of Taylor Fritz. Paul Anico and Chanda can now say to Taylor, the six love jinx is not a thing. You lost that first set and you didn't win the second set. But what impressed you about Novak? That jinx is not a thing. We shouldn't even be talking about it on air, Steve, and yet here we are <laughs> talking about it. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, you know, let, let's, I digress. Uh, yeah, I just think Novak Djokovic, he has played some tremendous tennis, and you could see it, how in control he was almost from the start. Fritz didn't play his best, and when you don't get off to a good start against an all-time great, it is very difficult to work yourself into the match fully. Fritz did a good job in that second set of getting the early break, couldn't hold on to it. Uh, just a tough day at the office, but Novak Djokovic, he he is looking like he's got fire in his eyes. Yeah, it's, it's funny when those, those jinxes don't work when Novak's on the other side of it. He's kind of immune to all those, uh, immune to all those jinxes. And tonight was a, just a, a clinical performance of strategy applied by someone who can actually do all of the things, right? Novak Djokovic, for that first set, never let Taylor Fritz hit two balls in the same spot, right? It was either a chip followed by a drive followed by a switch of direction, followed by a loop. Follow he just never let Fritz get set because we know the damage that Taylor Fritz can do off of two feet. It was just clinical. Put that slice in place. Sometimes it looked a little weird, but what it did was it, it was an investment in the rest of the points, right? Keeping Fritz uh, uncomfortable, moving him around the court, not letting him get in position for the see the same ball twice in a row. We call that pitching a great ball game, and Novak certainly did that tonight. He did. We'll have full highlights of that match coming up later on TC Live. But we go to the other American remaining, the only American in the final eight on the women's side. That's Coco Goff. She is on a mission, Chanda, trying to become the first teen to make the semis here in 13 years, taking on Jasmine Paolini. Yeah, and Paolini, you know, she packs a big punch for her height. But Goff came out. This was a battle, a bigger battle in the first set than maybe the scoreline indicated. But Goff was firing off both sides, did it off the forehand there, the backhand up the line, able to step in, put pressure on the Paolini serve, got the first set uh, 
under her belt, and she just kept pushing. And that's been the impressive part of the golf game. She doesn't hesitate now. Moving forward, taking balls out of the air, that is the next level for her game. We know how well uh, she can do that on the doubles court. She's starting to do it often in singles, and just nowhere for pa Paulina to go to. She tried to get up to the net, tried to... Uh, Throw in some changes of pace and spins, but nothing worked against Golf, who was so focused. Three more winners, two fewer unforced errors. First semi in Cincy, and Prakash on the desk. What have you been most pleased with, uh, with regards to your game? Um, I think just doing really well on those 30-all uh, break points and those type of points, playing aggressive tennis, um, not always playing passively, and just finding the right balance of being aggressive and um, picking the right targets, and then also the way I've been able to bounce back after getting broken or, or you know, losing a tough point. Uh, I think I've been doing well mentally. All right, let's take a look at it. Best 1,000 results for Coco Golf. Semis, semis, semis. And uh, each time has run into the world number one, Iga Sviantek. She will get another opportunity against Iga in the next round. We'll see what happens there, Andy. Uh, but we've been talking about just how well Coco Goff has been playing since Wimbledon. You've worked with Brad Gilbert in the past. What does Brad Gilbert bring to Coco's game? Yeah, Brad is a genius at taking very complex things in simplifying them, right? We're going to focus on these two things out of the gate, and we're going to do it all practice, right? Then those things are covered. Three days later, we're going to add in something else. He's very good at layering in information and kind of simplifying game plan. He's a master strategist. There will be no shot that uh, any one of the opponents is going to hit. Now there's what they hit sometimes and what they hit under pressure, and he's very good at at finding the the, the differentiators uh, between those two because they're not always the same. But also, like, like Chanda was mentioning, her being able to get in and coming into the net, I feel like she's making those decisions before she's actually hitting the approach shot, right? There's a sense of commitment to it all, sticking the forehand cross court, taking big swings in the backhand, mixing up pace uh, up the line. I just couldn't love what I'm seeing from Coco Goff right now. Yeah, you look at uh, that stat there at the bottom, 19 of the last 21 sets. The only person she lost to was the person who won last week, Jesse Pagula. So no. Coco Golf's got to be coming in with tremendous confidence. She has not had a great look in this head-to-head -head against Iga Sviantek, but it's a new match. It's a new day, and she's playing a bigger brand of tennis. And I think that is going to be her best shot to really make some inroads in the Sviantek game. If she can keep that first set close, maybe get a set uh, in this matchup, she is definitely going to continue to grow by leaps and bounds in real time. So I think that's going to be the key, uh, but it's more the same. And I think, you know, to your point, Andy, she's got to keep moving forward. I think that's been the struggle against Fiantek in the past, where she stayed too much on the baseline. She's made it more of a foot race, which Fiantek can go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. She can hang in that department, and she can elevate and move inside the court. So I think if golf is doing that first, that gives her the best shot. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to this match tomorrow. 11 a.m. Eastern right here on Tennis Channel. Iga Sviante, Coco Goff. Can Coco take a set? Potentially the match. Speaking of the world number one, it's the battle of the reigning Roland Garros and Wimbledon champs, Iga and Marketa Vondrosova. The Czech had her chances in this one, Chanda. Yeah, it was tight. The first that she was up, 
uh, had Sviantek re reeling uh, for moments, but you saw the backhand up the line. That was the pattern Sviantek figured out into the Vondrosova backhand to open up some court. That allowed her to go either direction and to freeze Vondrosova, and that worked in the important moments no, in the first the set tiebreak. She was able to get that tiebreak under her belt, and of course, Sviantek, she's a front runner. She knows how to stretch a lead, and that is exactly what she did here. Again, the backhand doing the work, opening up that forehand court, and just didn't allow Von Joseph to, to play on the front foot as often. Uh, that's been a staple of the Sviantek game, and she looked terrific doing it in her match today. Six top ten win for Iga into her tenth semifinal of the season. After the match, she was talking to Maria Cicek about... Uh, getting called for delaying the play because Marquette Vondrosova was serving and Iga wasn't ready to return and she said, uh, well, she was serving too fast. No, you have to play to the pace of the server, Chanda Rubin. Yes, that is the rule. That is the rule. Yeah. Gotta know the rules. All right, to the men's side. 2021 champ Alexander Zverev looking for his ninth straight win in Cincy. Eighth in a row over Adrian Manorino, Andy. Yeah, and I don't think we're talking enough about Alex Zverev going into this U.S. Open. Uh, he's had success from the faster hard courts. Manorino is a crafty player, able to keep that depth. But Zverev returns well, and Manorino is just not going to get as many looks at breaking with an Alex Zverev as he would 90% uh, of the players on tour. Hitting off that front foot, finding the right balance between staying back, being patient, but then he can really stick that back in. Has always been able to do that forehand, finding the spacing. Manorino was caught between a rock and a hard place there. No man's land. Didn't really know uh, where he was going. Didn't look like he had a convincing game plan all day. And Zverev's serve is racing through this court. He looks great so far. First Masters 1000 semi since that horrible ankle injury he suffered last year at Roland Garros. How about the world number one, Carlos Alcaraz? The max amount of wins on the ATP this year, but another max would push him to the limit today, Andy. Yeah, and it's fun watching the style of Max per Purcell. It's like a throwback uh, to another generation, basically just coming in on everything. The type of thing that would make Paul Anacone uh, blush with the way he plays and gets into uh, to the net here. But Alcaraz finds his footing a little bit. You can see that break meant a lot. I'm going to get into this match. I'm figuring out what's coming at me again uh, a, a little bit more. But especially on a fast service when it's a style that you just don't really see, it does take a little bit of an adjustment period. And credit to Max Purcell, really stayed in there, played this match uh, with a sense of belief, but inevitably you're still up against the number one player in the world and someone who is going to be at the top of the game for many, many, many years. This drop shot combo, as soon as Purcell hit that ball, he knew he was stuck. He knew it was coming and still couldn't get back fast enough. Uh, the Chuckster serves it out, no problem. Problem solving, we're seeing the tennis IQ grow in real time, Steve. I love it. Carlito survives. He has spent eight hours and 22 minutes on court in his three matches. So the final four is set. We get Alcaraz and Hercatch. They played last week. Alcaraz won in three. And then Zverev Djokovic. How about the semifinals that we have here? Let's hear from Alcaraz on court after his win. For me, it was the, it was the key, you know, to, to get the win today, to return very, very well. We focus on, on the rallies as well, but uh, it wasn't easy. And, yeah, I'm really, really happy to, to, to have my, my seventh semifinal of a one, uh, Master 1000 and the first one here in Cincinnati. He knows his stats. Got, got to love that. So glass half full, Chanda. We, we've got the fact that Carlos Alcaraz, not playing his very best, has made it all the way to the semifinals. Glass half empty. Well, he's had to play three sets in every one of his matches. 
Which glass are you drinking from? I'm always half full, Steve. Yeah, all right. I'm a positive person. <laughs> and look, you're still in the tournament. You've got to be positive. And I think for Alcarez, that's absolutely the way he needs to be looking at it. He's battled. He's gotten through some matches, hasn't played his best tennis. He's played against slightly different styles, especially this last match. Uh, and I think that will help him uh, as well. I mean, it's all about figuring things out, putting things into the computer, especially for a young player, even though he's number one in the world. He's still a young player uh, building in his career to be able to get through a match like that, show some different skills, show, uh, you know, just the stick to itness that you need uh, over a two-week period. He knows that well, but getting these matches in the lead-up, I think, is only going to help him. And the fact that he's in a semi with a chance to still win a, a 1,000, that's big. He's got a week for, to rest up okay. after yeah. he gets to the final, so let it all hang out. Yeah, and listen, he, he doesn't have to be better than Novak every day. As proven by Wimbledon, he needs to be better than, than him in a, a you know a two to four hour increment uh, at some point. You know, Novak has played far and away the best tennis in this tournament by a large margin, right? But if you can get to Sunday, let's say you break early in the set, you get a little momentum, the court is fast enough. He doesn't have to play his best every day, and he's still in the semis of a Masters 1000. This cup isn't half full, it's three quarters. He's trying to fill it up all the way. But to, to, to survive in advance, that's what the great players do. You don't have to win with your best stuff. To me, that's even more impressive than knowing you have it and going out and drilling someone, knowing you don't have it, but still problem solving and getting to the latter stages of a tournament to give yourself a look at the basket come the weekend is, is, is just so impressive, especially from someone so young. Even if it's a quarter of Sweeten's Cove, it's, it's fully full, right, Andy? I mean, he don't, he don't, the Chuckster doesn't need any of that. Let's be real, Steve. He doesn't. That's, he, he can't even do it legally. He won't break laws here. That's we don't right. want to break laws. <laughs> he can't do it legally. Gal Monfils' losses to Novak can't do it legally. But next year, Carlitos can. Still ahead, after getting his 19th straight against Monfils, could Novak Djokovic get his seventh in a row over Taylor Fritz? Paul Anacone, Mike Russell, courtside. Don't go anywhere. TC Live is presented by Cadillac. Be iconic. Back to Cincinnati we go. Alexi Popperin, the first lucky loser to reach the quarterfinals here in more than a decade. But would his luck run out, Andy Roddick, against Hubie Hercotch? Yeah, he felt like going in that this was going to be a tough matchup. And Hubie can just feed the middle with that forehand without really worrying about someone attacking that side. Then he's in cruise control, right? And showing off the touch there, that is just obnoxious stuff from the, from the Polish Unbelievable stuff from Hubie Hercotch. And we know he's got the thumper there. Got one of the best serves on tour. And watch this one he hits to close the match out here. Look at it swinging away from the opponent. You hit your spot. And it's taken a left turn by the time it gets to your opponent. Tough to get that one back. QB Hercot's only going to get tough here against the Chester. Yeah, he's going to need the obnoxious stuff to get past Chucky Alcaraz. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the win for Hubie, also a win for Chanda Rubin. Another great pick by you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, and you put 10 on that one. I mean, I can't pump myself up too much, Steve. I'm, I didn't play the match. I just made the pick. You made the pick, and, and you were the winner. And, and it, he was you, the favorite. You now have 44 wins this year. You've lost with favorites before. You, you've you you've got another favorite, and you're only putting five on Arena Sabalenka. I think at the French Open, I actually think I picked Mukova, right? Okay. Didn't I do that? Yeah, you did. Right? You did. 
I got to go with Sabalenka. I don't think she's going to lose to her again, the little revenge factor. Sabalenka hasn't played her best tennis, but I think she's going to rise to the occasion. But I'm not as confident, maybe. So mm. I only got five on it. Okay. Had match point in that other one. <laughs> yes. could, not, could not close it out. Uh, when we come back, what do Andy and Chanda think about the tennis skills of this former NFL star? Find out next. Thank you, Abigail. Back to the action in Cincinnati on the women's side. Sixth meeting between Algebur and Arena Sabalenka. Rematch from the Wimbledon semifinals, Chanda, that Jabir took. Yeah, and it's always a battle between these two slightly contrasting styles. It's fun to see who's going to get the better in each meeting. And this time it was Sabalenka early with the backhands down the line. She used that shot often to open up the court, creating her own space, was able to take that first set. You could see Jabir wincing a few times, had the trainer come out to work on her foot. And she really wasn't quite the same. You could see it in the movements. Abelinka there wondering what was wrong. But unfortunately, just physically, didn't quite have the 100% she needed. And Sabalenka played terrific in the big moments. So a nice, solid win for her. Right foot, lower right leg injury for Jabir that she had work on. Hopefully she is all right for the U.S. Open. Sabalenka gets that rematch with Mukhova from the Roland Garros semifinals. How about Taylor Fritz hoping to get his first career win against two-time Cincy champ Novak Djokovic. Andy, this first set was 21 minutes for Novak. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely clinical. And what do you get? I mean, Taylor Fritz just hit four good shots in a row at that point. And Novak just went corner to corner and ended up, I mean, this is a joke. Open stance back end outside the sideline. Well hit ball from Taylor. Just hits a clean winner. Uh, and then Taylor is forced to like take shots like that and try to create off of them, right? So what are your options? Well, hopefully in the first game of the second set, if you're Taylor Fritz, Novak double faults twice and misses a little bit. Shows that he's human for just a moment in time. And good on Fritz for continuing to compete. He fully believes in that 6-0 jinx from the energy he's he's uh, he's putting out there. And look at this volley. Just carves it across, ends up bouncing the second time three feet wide of the doubles alley. Not an easy shot to hit. And then this point that he played a match point, went into lockdown, and then once he had his teeth into Fritz, was able to distribute the ball over, holds that shot until the last second. Novak is hitting the ball perfectly so far in Cincinnati. Six love jinx, no more. Take a look at our Cadillac tournament summary. Iga Sviantek, perfect 14-0 hardcore quarters. Carlos Alcaraz, first man under 21 in the Cincy semis since our guy. Andy Roddick. Your boy, Steve Weissman. What's up? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. A lot of retirements as well in Cincinnati. Time for the social net. How about former Bengals all-pro wideout Chad Ochocinco, oh. a.k.a. the former Chad Johnson. And take a look. What do you think of this, Andy? Well, the first thing I see is, like, the swing doesn't look bad, but look at the little rhythmic kind of footwork in between the small steps. He's got some bounce to it. This is way more impressive. I was ready to make fun of Ocho Cinco. He looks pretty good, though. I would have had to eat those words a little bit. I know. We should compare this to Dwayne Wade a little bit. I mean, he wasn't bad either, but I'd say this is better. I I'm, I'm looking at the footwork as well, footwork. Andy. And not only that, yeah. but the bag game is strong. He got the big 12-pack <laughs> on his back. We've got a lot of rackets. That means you're a player. Yeah. And then he comes out with this. Love it. Love to see it. I mean, we, we know he's athletic. He plays a lot of tennis. If you follow Ocho Cinco on the social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, I mean, he's always playing tennis. He loves the sport. And it's really cool when a guy from another sport is so into tennis, Andy. 
this this is really I mean this is really impressive. You know, normally someone hits a good shot and you can kind of make them look good and we talk about it and it's for fun. He's actually got a little bounce. He's anticipating the shot. Bad game strong. I mean, like the, the, the footwork is 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 phenomenal. I'm, I'm actually legit impressed with this. All right. Hopefully we can get Ocho Cinco on our TC Live U.S. Open pregame shows. I'm just putting that out there right now. I'm going to manifest it. <laughs> uh, best wishes, by the way, and a big thank you to oh, our man. guy, Greg Sharko. You, you wonder where we get all of our facts from, all our big stats, all that information. That's the guy right there. Sharko's been doing it for decades and has been helping Tennis Channel announcers, the graphics team, day in, day out, working with us. Roland Garros, Wimbledon, you know Sharko, Chanda, and, and I mean, he's been doing this forever. He's awesome. Yeah, Louisiana too. Louisiana right. strong. Went to school in Lafayette. Um, amazing the work he's done for so many years. So sad to see him go, but hopefully it will be on to even better things. Yeah, I'll tell you this. When you first come out 17, 18 years old, Shark is one of the, the friendly faces that greets you on the tour. And if you're lucky enough, you get to spend a lot of time uh, with him over the years. If you ever need a stat, he's the first guy you talk to. I'll just tell you this. If he's retiring, there are going to be a lot of buffets put out of business wherever he is lurking. That guy can, that guy can put away more food than anyone I've ever seen. I say Joey Chestnut's got a challenger next year's Nathan Famous. Let's see it, Sharko. Don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> the hot dog eating guys. I remember the first match I ever called for Tennis Channel. There was a shark in the broadcast booth, and I was like, what is this? Mary Carrillo put a shark in the broadcast booth, Tennis Channel, in honor of Sharko because he is that guy. He just provides all the info. Big football fan as well. Loved having conversations with Sharko on the road. Best wishes to an absolute legend. All right, here is our schedule for Saturday. The semifinals, 11 a.m. Eastern. We got you covered. Hour-long TC Live between semifinal one and two. How about our own Taylor Townsend going for a title in Cincinnati, teaming up with Alicia Parks and encore coverage all night long. We got our hot shot coming up next. Back on TC Live, presented by Cadillac. Hot shot of the day. Is the winner or loser going to get it, Andy? Wait a minute. Wait. Well, I'm waiting for, I keep waiting for gravity. Okay, there it is. All right, I'm still waiting for the hot shot. Apparently, I missed it. Is this, is this not shot, the hot shot? The frame shot? I don't know. The frame. So, all right, so basically, hot shot is synonymous with accident today or tonight. We got, we got. I'm sure, I'm sure Chuckster had to do something more than this today. But congrats to Purcell for the shank that ended up being in. I don't know. Like, I'm cool with it. Whatever. I'm easy. That guy liked it. FanDuel match preview. Carlos Alcaraz, Hubie Hercotch. Alcaraz, the favorite in this one. But. Yeah, he'll be plus 215. Not not too bad there. Right now, customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. It's 2-0 head-to-head for Carlos Alcaraz in this matchup. But when they played in Toronto, it was three sets. Yeah, and it was tight. two tiebreak sets that Alcaraz had to win. So uh, does Hercatch pull off the upset here? I think he could. I mean, I thought about going with him for the pick, putting five on Hercatch, But... <laughs> You know, I don't want to bet against Alcaraz right now. He's battled. He worked hard to get here. Wanted to give him some props. Mm. But Hercatch has a good chance, I think. And if he plays the way he's been playing, serving big uh, the way he's been doing, that is certainly going to give him the best shot. 
Serving big, Andy. What, what do you make of this one? What, what's the game plan for Hercotch to get it done? Well, Hercotch is going to have to go out of, outside of his comfort zone on the forehand. We saw in the highlights with, with Popper today, he was able to kind of just lay that lazy forehand uh, and make the shot, right? And Popper wasn't able to attack it enough. That will not work uh, against Carlos Alcaraz. You cannot kind of leave that lazy fly ball forehand uh, to Alcaraz to let him set up and, uh, and lay wood to. So, like, I, 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 Hercotch has to serve a great match. He has to take chances on the return game, kind of force the issue uh, a little bit more against, uh, against the Chuckster. But I, I, I wouldn't bet against Alcaraz here. Semifinal Saturday is going to be straight fire. I mean, these matchups are fantastic. We got a one hour TC Live for you tomorrow as well in between men's semi one and two. Top two seeds, both the men and women, both making the final four. It doesn't get better than that. Our coverage from Cincinnati continues after this.